Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hey, we're back again. It's a wonderful Saturday here in the center of the universe, Chicago, Illinois. If you aren't, don't have the app for AM 1160, please download it because you can hear us from anywhere in the world on that, on the great internet. Uh, and I'm in studio with my wonderful co-host, Jennifer Villarreal. It's working her tail off to make our show just fabulous. And we've got a fabulous show for you today, but she's also got a special message for you today. I do, I do. I want to share a brief story about Mike the lawyer. So Mike wanted to grow his business, but he was frustrated with the lack of results. So he decided to try online marketing, and that's when he partnered with eBizUniverse.com. They redid his website and optimized his online presence. And now when potential clients search for lawyers, he shows up as number one on Google for all major keywords and issues related to law. So what that means, folks, is that his phone started ringing. Now, Mike, the lawyer, gets around 20 to 30 leads per week, and that results in around 30 new clients each month. His practice is now thriving, and Mike has expanded his staff and hired more attorneys to join his firm, so he has the option to work less. If you would like your business to start getting more leads from the internet, contact ebizuniverse.com. That's E-B-I-Z, universe.com or call them at 847-220-9541 for a free analysis at no cost to you. Yes, and I told you we got a special treat today. I, I relentlessly pursued this gentleman, and finally we got him got him down on the ground. He actually, he's pretty tired because he just flew in for the show, I understand, but I'm, I'm telling a story there. <laughs> but I'd really like to introduce you to Bob Dahl. He is with Nuveen, and he's going to tell you a little bit about Nuveen for those of you that don't know, but it's... Uh, Really a wonderful company, and he is one of the guys that is leading the charge uh, out there, and particularly with what he considers his ministry at Nuveen. So, Bob, welcome. Thank you, Bob. It's great to be here. And Jennifer. You know, why don't we share a little bit with our audience, kind of your backstory, and kind of, you know, what who's Bob and what is he all about? <laughs> Yeah, so in a secular sense, um, I was born at a very young age, believe it or not, <laughs> and uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Uh, I went to um, Lehigh University, spent a couple years in public accounting between undergraduate school and an MBA at the Wharton School, University mm -hmm. of Pennsylvania. Yeah, school. And when I got out of there, I uh, got in the investment management business, and I've been in it ever since. That's fabulous. Uh Faith background? Was you grew up yeah, in a Christian home? I did, thank the good Lord. Obviously, mm -hmm. growing up in one does not make one a Christian, but it's mm -hmm. a, a good start. Uh, I can't remember a day I wouldn't have called Jesus my Savior. So, wow. thankfully, uh, it was a very young age. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Bob, can you tell us why you're really passionate about the work that you do? I I love the investment management business. I I, I discovered it um, between undergraduate and graduate school. I had no idea what the stock market was. And I was dating a girl whose father invested in the stock market. As it goes, I didn't fall in love with a girl, but I fell in love with the stock market. It's a multidisciplinary business investing. Uh, you see your score in the newspaper literally every day. But it's about science and art and economics and finance and politics and psychology. 
and it's a great mix of things. And uh, I think God wired me for it, and uh, that's why I do it. I um, think I do it okay, and I uh, get a lot of pleasure from it, and I think I help people along the way. So it's a nice rounding out kind of this is what the world needs, this is what uh, God's gifted me to do, and here's the sweet spot. Yeah, it sounds like that. there's a lot wrapped up in there, and uh, that's great that you're using your gifts. For those that don't know, what is Nuveen? Mm -hmm. Nuveen's an investment management firm. We manage money for other people, individuals, and institutions. We manage about a trillion dollars worth of uh, assets, client assets, which makes us one of the larger Mm -hmm. investment management firms. I'm in the equity side of the business. That is the stock market Mm -hmm. uh, of the uh, trillion. About $300 is in equities, and I manage in particular U.S. large cap equities. Okay. And involved in, so you're a, a, a um, family of funds, right? That, that, so with independent in, uh, advisors and also people with the big, used to be the big brokerage houses, um, what does that look like for them? Because you know, that's your constituency, isn't it? Yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are clients, as yeah. it were, who then, of course, sell to ultimate clients like you and right. me. Right. Um, so uh, I often am on the road, and right. I'll go in a Merrill Lynch office at 9 o'clock, and 10 o'clock will be in Morgan Stanley, and it's out there talking about markets and the products we have to offer and mm-hmm. uh, trying to uh, gain their business. Right, because they, they're the ones making the – the recommendations to their clients, the end users, you and me and other people. Right? Exactly right. So you have to kind of woo them to, hey, why Nuveen versus Fidelity or any other offerings that they have out Exactly there? right. Okay. And, you know, why, why, and then therefore, and why the products that I have the privilege of managing. Right. So what's some of the challenges that you've had along the way you know, that you've done in facing this? Because I know you got one that was a pretty big one. Yeah, I'd start with the day-to-day. I mean, in, the, in this business, my main uh, job is to provide investment performance. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about the investment business, it's performance is elusive. Uh, if you can win kind of 55% of the time and beat the market, you're, you're at the top of the charts. And so they're there for those 45% parts of the time when you're not. And that's very, very challenging. Kind of you contemplate your navel, you look in the mirror, have I lost it, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> throw uh, darts. <laughs> yeah, throw darts. Sometimes that works better than picking the stocks. Exactly. So um, that, that, that's sort of the day-to-day. The one I think you're referencing is uh, losing a job. Yeah. Uh, I lost my job in uh, 2012. Um, I was pretty senior at the firm I was working at. Um, but the uh, uh, the accusation was we found videos, videos of you. No, not those kind of videos. Mm. Videos of me sharing my faith. Really? Um, they call it you were talking to your church groups. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a college commencement address, um, mm-hmm. some businessmen's um, uh, addresses. And uh, we don't do that here. You will resign. Wow. Uh, so how, was, long you, uh, how long of a career did you have there? Uh, so I was at that f- that firm in particular seven years. Oh, wow. Um, that had to be a big blow. That was a big blow. I was not ready for it, and uh, there were a lot of spiritual lessons to learn. I had transferred some of my very identity to my work, mm. and therefore I didn't have my work. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had to rediscover whose am I, as it were. Right. Yeah, and Issue- who you really work for, right? And you got it. <laughs> Who's the real boss at yeah, the end of the day? Exactly. Um, yeah. Issues of control. My wife called me on that when you've been in control all your life are you going to finally let the lord control your wow. life that was a sober wow uh, and there's probably a little pride had crept in oh sure uh, you add that all up so i say to people uh, 2012 i'd never want to repeat but on the other hand i wouldn't want to exchange it for anything uh that wasn't long before i see saw god's blessing in that uh, termination you know um one of the things that um that 
the, that particular challenge, was that kind of a low point for you? That was a big time low point. Yeah, it was a big time low. I remember I managed lots of people's and and a pretty big business. I remember one Saturday morning a few weeks after losing my job, kind of moping around the house. And my wife said, what's wrong? Oh, I have no idea. Why did God do this? Why did God allow this? (laughs) She said, would you get your Blackberry out? We had Blackberries at that time, Uh, if you can remember. (laughs) And literally, I had hundreds and hundreds of email, no exaggeration, from people, people that work for me, that mm-hmm. were clients, people were praying for me, uh, wow. the body of Christ in, a, in action. And, you know, what, who am I to hang my head when <laughs> right. God's in control? Right. <laughs> and bless those godly wives, right? Amen. <laughs> remind, remind you of that. <laughs> here, here. Hey, yeah, I can hear you there. Well, I think this should still be encouraging, though, for people um, not to shy away from sharing their faith, right? And there was a lot more involved in that, it sounds like, that God was um, revealing to you and wanted you to step into. Would you say that's correct? Absolutely right. Uh, I won't, won't belabor it, but I was praying at the time. I had a I had a pretty big job, and I was also managing money, and usually they're two mm. separate jobs. And I said, Lord, if there's a way for me to climb down a bit slowly but surely, because I was just too work committed. And Lord says, I agree, you should climb down, but we're not going to do it slowly. We're going to do it fast. <laughs> yeah, what a sense of humor. Um, so, so, yeah, and, uh, you know, I found a, a new place called Nuveen. It's been great. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, so how do you currently incorporate your faith and work then? Lots of different ways. Uh, my, my view is we first observe that our Lord is a worker. Mm. And God is a worker, uh, obviously, in creation, we see in the first chapter of the Bible. Uh, but he's also a worker in uh, sa- sa- salvation, in um, uh, uh, transforming lives, in sustaining creation. He's a worker, and we're created in his image, right. and therefore we are workers. Mm-hmm. Now, last I checked, God's work is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and as a result, we're to be excellent at our work. Yes. If we're not excellent at our work, people are going to look at us and say, um, you know, Bob's a C minus at work. Why should mm. I pay attention to the rest of his life? Different reaction if Bob's an A at his work. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I want to know something about the rest of his life. So it starts with really doing work well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, being that example, not just talking about it, but being that example. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And of course, the way you conduct yourself. The way you act, the way you talk to people, the way you handle conflict. People are watching us, especially in periods of crisis. How is is this guy who talks about Jesus real? Mm -hmm. Let's see when the test comes. Mm -hmm. And that's when they're watching most carefully. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're to be generous with what we do. We're to have some theological depth. If somebody comes to me and says, Bob, tell me about the stock market. I could go on for hours. Right. But if they ask me, what do you think about fill in the blank, abortion, euthanasia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if I only have two sentences of answer, where, where, how deep is my faith? So we're to be theologically deep as well. Yeah. And yeah. That, there's some of the ways I try to uh, make faith work. Well, I love that. And we're going to come back with even more on that and, and much, much more. And also, if you want to know a little bit more about how you can get plugged into Faith Marketplace events, make sure that you text us here at the studio to 224-404-1988. We have summer apologetics coming up. So just send us that keyword. And also, we have a lot of giveaways. We have a lot of gifts from a lot of our guests. And we want to give away a ton this summer. So text us with the keyword gift to 
to 224-404-1988. We're going to be right back with our special guest in studio today. Again, uh, he's exhausted. He flew in here all the way to be with us today. <laughs> but uh, make sure you go out and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. We have all the podcasts out there. We're going on six years, I can't believe, over 500 interviews. So we're going to be right back with Bob Dahl from Nuveen. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our guest, Bob Dahl from Nuveen. And we were really kind of digging in a little bit in here as to uh, how you incorporate your faith. And you had a question and a further question for him, didn't you, Jennifer? Yeah, well, Bob, I just I want to know more about this. And it seems like you've made your work, your ministry in, in this aspect. Can you tell us more? Sure. Um, we talked about God being a worker. We're made in his image. I guess I take it another direction by saying work is a holy calling. Mm. You know, we, we have the primary calling on our lives to follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. Once we're past that, we've got all these secondary callings in life. Mm-hmm. For some some of us, it's being, being a father, a husband, but for most of us, it's being a worker as well. That's one of our secondary callings, and it is a holy calling, as all our callings are. Mm-hmm. So my view is work is not a means to an end. Work is not a necessary evil. Work is not to put a, you know food on the table. Work is not even to earn some money and give some to the church on the side. Work is a holy calling. It's an act of worship. Mm-hmm. And therefore, our work is a ministry yeah. mm. uh, in the way we conduct ourselves because we're, we're the Lord's ambassadors on this planet until he comes again. And um, being his ambassador has everything to do with how we do what we do. I think the Lord cares about what we do, but he cares even more about how we're being as we are doing. Exactly. So I, I hear a lot of people that they say, okay, okay, yeah, I get that. But I have some reservations or hesitations or how does this really look in day to day? What would you tell them? Well, it's messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a secular world, and mm-hmm. um, there are people who um, don't want anything to do with uh, the Lord, uh, his word, and so you get lots of pushback, and that's okay. Uh, in this world, ye will have tribulation. The book mm-hmm. tells us that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, doesn't mean we turn and go the other direction, nor does it mean we lord it over people yep. and be obstinate in the way we do it. We, we're just gentle uh, but firm in our in our message. And I want to encourage our listeners to to really tune into that because it made a difference in my life. I became born again at 34, and I actually had two customers from when I used to sell copiers back in the day at my baptism, and it really um, made an impact. I remember that they shared the word with me, but they didn't hit me over the head with it. They accepted me as I was, and I would constantly go back to them as I was exploring different faiths and new things in my life, and when I was pretty much a hot mess, they were always there, and there was yep. just something about them that was comforting, and now I know what that is. That's, Praise God. You know. Yeah, it was actually three business executives that led me to the Lord. Wow. I was in the desert for 36 years, and mm-hmm. I called my three kings, and they were in different parts of the country, and it was just something different about their walk, mm. the way they showed up, the way they treated people, mm-hmm. just the gentle grace that they had. Mm-hmm. And again, just dripping on me, you know? And I didn't even know they were Christians. I just thought, mm-hmm. what is with these guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, they didn't use bad language. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and, and the Christian in the marketplace yeah. is um, sometimes a different animal. I, I don't know right. about you, but I grew up 
I don't think everybody, anybody ever said it this way, but, you know, the missionary was the highest calling. The mm. pastor was right. the next mm. highest calling. Then all the helps professions, you know, the doctors and the teachers and all that. And down the bottom, depending on the environment, was the greedy business guy and the right. lawyer and the politician. <laughs> no, no. All of it's a holy calling. Right. It's right. how we serve Right. In our place of endeavor. Yeah. And the other thing, too, Bob, for, for you, that you've really taken this seriously as a ministry, as you go around the country, you really oftentimes will book into a place where you can have a talk or, or in some way serve, right? Exactly. Uh, just today, um, in the fall, um, an organization called said, could you come talk to us mm-hmm. on a particular day in November? And I said, uh, give me a few minutes. I went to the Nuveen people are there. Can you use me that day? Sure can. And we put the two together and <laughs> make a it. day. And I'm spending the vast majority of my time working for Nuveen, but I get this little ministry thing right, at breakfast. Exactly. And you don't get any pushback from the, from the folks above, well, right? As long as I'm getting more work done. And doing it well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, in fact, they kind of embraced it, didn't they? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. I thankfully uh, work for a guy who's a Christian, too, so he, oh, he kind of gets it. Yeah, that's great. But, you know, you're, you're that's an interesting thing, particularly in the environment you're in. This is a public company, too, yes. right? Uh, it's not a public no, company. Public? Yeah, okay, private, so they do have yeah. a little bit of leeway yeah. there, but you go into a lot of public companies. Here, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a life verse? Yeah, Let's Romans 12, Romans twelve two. Okay. And obviously, the essence of that, Paul, having gone through all the tough things about um, uh, our turning on God, uh, comes to the therefore. And uh, part of that is be transformed. Mm-hmm. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. My contention is we are either consciously, with the aid of the Scripture and, the, and, and others in the Holy Spirit, being transformed mm-hmm. to be like uh, the Lord, or we're being conformed to the image of this world. Mm-hmm. So you have a choice. Be transformed, mm-hmm. being conformed. And if you don't take the choice, you will be conformed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when, when what examples would you give to renew um, the mind? Obviously, getting in the word and scriptures or anything else. Yeah, uh, just a focus on some of the things we've been talking about. It, 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 there is not the sacred and secular life. It's right. not Sunday and Monday. My whole life is to be devoted to the Lord. So when I show up at a client for a secular meeting, this is part of my worship. Exactly. So ca- having that mindset, yes, which means being in the word. It means Praying to the Lord. I mean, you guys probably do the same thing. Yep. I pray on and off all day long. Exactly. You, you, yes. God, God's right there. Hey, hey, Lord, would you help me with this? Or, Lord, mm-hmm. I'm sorry I just said that to somebody. I, my tone wasn't good. Yeah. yeah I know Please forgive me. Most of the meetings I go into, I have just a quick little mantra. Give me the eyes to see with, the ears to listen, the heart to hear, and the mouth to speak your holy name. And it just has a wonderful calming effect because it just centers me as to, I'm going to be present in front of people from all different things, walks of life, and I am that representative right now. And a lot of people know that here in, in yeah. Chicago. Yes. They don't of you too. I mean, yeah. you know, we we have a, a great network, and a lot of people know us. And it, it's kind of a a target on us sometimes because mm-hmm. I've had you people know are watching. a little bit of negative stuff. But yep. I know that they're watching. I'm not perfect, and I never will be. Right. But at least. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm representative of right. what I stand for. I had a guy just at uh, lunch the other day, and um, he knew background Christian and radio program, and he, he started with a couple f bombs, and then all of a sudden he caught himself. Oh, he said, "Oh, really? I'm really sorry, Bob. I'm really sorry right, about right. that. You know, I didn't mean to do that. You know, it's kind of really interesting his reaction. You know, yes. and I said, "Well, I tell people, hey, the last time I threw out f bombs to God, I had a near death experience, and I came right. to know <laughs> the Lord. Again. Yeah, I came to know the Lord after that. So, hey, the, he has a way of turning these things around. <laughs> One of the things I, I if I could add, yeah. I try to remember, I think that helps. We have two ears and one mouth. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a message there. Yep. We should listen, listen. 
Yeah. Listen. Yep. We will learn when we listen, not just from the Lord, but from our surroundings. Yeah. yeah without other question. People. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, knowing what you know now, Bob, what words of wisdom would you have given your younger self? It's funny. My son asked me that uh, <laughs> recently. And the first thing that came out of my mind was read good books. Mm. You know, I, I don't read. I, I read a ton now, but it's a lot about the business. Yeah, right. um, but boy, when I can bring a good book in, it's phenomenal. And so my my advice to myself or anybody who's younger than me is read good books. Mm-hmm. They don't have to all be faith-based books, although make plenty right. of them that. It, you, right. We learn from other people's experiences. Yeah. Well, was, a lot of the books I find, the principles of the book oftentimes have rooted in, you know, uh, the good book anyway. You know, I, yeah. I, I make you know reference to John Maxwell a lot. I mean, he's made a great living a lot of books out of the, the one book, you know, yes. out of the Bible. That's and right. it's just amazing to me. Mo- most good life principles, most planning, most organization, most leadership right. principles that are good are <laughs> right out of God's word, whether people know it or not. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, th- this is a question that I, I, I like a lot from the standpoint that sometimes – it gets real interesting where people get inspiration from, but you know who inspires you? Oh, I, uh, the first reaction I, I, I have is uh, God Himself, sure, um, and His Son who walked on this planet. I still still marvel at at that and, and the sacrifice that He made. So there's where I get a lot of my inspiration. But other people, mm-hmm. pastors, Bible teachers. Um, when I go on vacation, I like to listen about 25, 30 sermons. So I'm a bit of a geek wow. that way, but that's how I get fed. Yeah. You know, I get renewed back to the Romans 12 too. Uh, so Bible teachers inspire me as well. People who are passionate about whatever they do, faith-based or not, you know, just wonderful to see somebody passionate about what it is they're doing. They're dedicating their, their talent, their life to it. There's a great example. Well, you hit on something there, too, with listening. And even mm-hmm. some people we hear, they don't have time to read books. But usually we can listen passively to audiobooks or, like you said, the sermons. I love that. That's really yeah. great. That is a great one. Are there any favorite ones you have? Uh, these days, uh, uh, Back to Romans twelve two, renewing your mind. Right, R.C. Any, any Sproul. pastors or any of the R.C. Sproul. R.C. Sproul. Yeah, uh, that's, an, that's he, an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, he passed away <laughs> about eighteen months ago, but yeah. uh, his tapes live on. Yeah, as do a lot of the great ones. Yes. You know? Is there anyone? You know, I know that you've been on panels and deuses and some pretty big events. You know, um, in those in those kind of settings. Um, are they all Christian or are they secular too? It's a mix. Okay. Oh, definitely a mix. I mean, there are a lot of business settings where, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, speaking at, to or on a panel, it's a, a business investment sort of uh, uh, endeavor, and sometimes it's uh, faith-based. Okay. Uh, any favorite panelists that you've been on with that you really Oh, enjoyed? he's also a good friend, Tim Keller. Yeah. Uh, you know, back to reading books. Read everything that Tim wrote. Right. Everything. And listen to all his sermons. He's he's not perfect, like you said a few minutes ago, yeah. but, boy, he's got a lot of wisdom there. God, it, it, Tim is a gift to the church. He really is. I mean, he, you know, especially what he's done in the heart of, you know, <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> here, here. Building up, you know, a major church lifting up in Manhattan. That That's quite a testimony to the Lord. Yes. <laughs> really One of the ministries I'm involved with uh, is called Movement Day, mm. and um, uh, that uh, uh, the founders Tim Keller, Mac Peer, and me is the business guy, and our goal was to take 
church attendance in Manhattan, would, which bottomed in 1980 at 1% of the population, hmm. to 15 in our lifetime. Wow. It's six or seven as we speak. Wow. That's um, you know, sociologists say when, when something crosses 10% of the population, it becomes a way of life. Wouldn't yeah. it be amazing? New York City. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, that's great. Well, we've been talking a lot about gifts and we have some for you. So make sure that you text us here at the studio to 224-404-1988 with the keyword gift. We have a lot of goodies from our uh, past guests. And of course, you can all find those shows at faithmarketplace.com. You can go to SoundCloud on podcast and you can hear all the shows from the past, what, six years now? Yeah, yeah it's amazing. And some of the wonderful guests, uh, and especially the one we have today, you know, they have just been so gracious to come on the show and share their wisdom and share what their faith is. We're going to be right back with Bob Dahl of Nuveen. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our guest Bob Dahl of Nuveen and my wonderful co-host Jennifer Villarreal. Uh, and we, I, we came up with a little bit of a question here uh, that you know, it's at my heart right now as to what's going on, and that is, Bob, because you're out there, you're presenting, you're in front of a lot of audiences, and that, and that's our millennial population. And we know that uh, a lot of them are not going to church. They're not drawn to that. Um, a lot of them are very skeptical of religion or faith or any of that kind of stuff. And I've been trying to encourage our business leaders, our Christian le- leaders, that they really got to lead the way, and it's by their walk, not the talk, because these kids have seen the talk for three and a half decades and seen people walking in a different direction. What's your take on what you're seeing? I think you nailed it. Uh, we're not we're not walking the walk. We're just talking. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time in talking about generosity. So let me give you a statistic. America mm-hmm. is one of the gener- most generous populations on the planet. Americans give 2.2% of their income to charities. Wow. Christians, 24 mm. What an embarrassment. Mm. We're doing just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you can multiply that across lots of different, you know, read your Bible, kid. Read your Bible, kid. Dad, when did last year you read your Bible? Oh, I don't, when I was in church. Right. You know, if we're living that way, what do we expect from our millennials? And then on top of that, we all know there have been all kinds of moral failures in too yep. many churches. It's yep. still the exception, not the rule, but there have been too many of them. Right. And well, that just turns all across kids the whole away. social tell organizations. Absolutely. Corporations, politicians, right. you know, on and on the list goes. Yep. So it's not just... But yet, if we're holding holding that up, you know, which we should be, as a little bit higher moral ground. Correct. That's we tough. Have, we have three kids in their 20s. Okay. Two of them go to church. One mm-hmm. doesn't. Okay. Um, profession of faith earlier in life. But uh, you were praying. The Holy Spirit descends upon her and wakes her up and brings her back to, you know, the mm-hmm. things of the faith. Reading the Bible, praying, hanging out with other Christians and going to church. Well, people that we have in the show, though, suffer that kind of crisis. Even if they're brought up in a great Christian home, will wander through those college years or the 20s and, and all that. And, and we hear a lot about delayed maturity with this group of people. You know, they're really not getting the maturity of 28, 30 years of age. Also, it's had an impact on our economy, obviously. They're not buying cars, they're not getting married and a lot of other things. But... Um, what I would add to the conversation is accountability and mentorship. Mm, yeah. uh, I think we all, secular and faith-based, need to be in accountability groups. Yes. And I'm in one. I need to lose 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. My wife, my assistant, and a friend. Accountability group. You, you, I want you to pound on me. Mm-hmm. What did you eat today? When last did you exercise, et cetera? Everything in life, we're not made to go it alone. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And there's the accountability and the mentorship. You know, yeah. we all we all need to be being mentored by somebody and mentor somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's have how we'll get grow. many millennials at Naveen. We have tons of millennials at Naveen. Great, bright, yeah. energetic, passionate workers. It's just great to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's really encouraging, Bob. Um, so what do you do to encourage the people that you work with? Yeah, I, I start with uh, encourage them in their job. Mm-hmm. Here's what you're doing really well. Keep at it. Double it up. Um, at the right times, here are the things that we could do better or more of. Um, so that's the direct speaking to them. Back to Bob's earlier point, try to model goodness in front of them. And that means lots of different things. If, if I'm not doing well and working hard at my job, how can I expect anybody else below mm-hmm. me or aside of me to do the same? So those are the kinds of things I, uh, from a secular standpoint, encourage them to do. Do yeah. people at work know you're a Christian? Hey, yeah, most of, the, most, of the, most of them do, yeah. Um, and so back to what you said, you know, somebody drops an F-bomb. If they do that in front of me, oh, Bob, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I've heard the word before. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I don't particularly like hearing it, yeah. but thank you for apologizing. But you shouldn't use it in front of anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Well, I want to go back um, and just recap that, what you do to encourage, because I think this is really great for our listeners to implement as well. So you educate them, you strengthen them, you compliment them, and you also give them good results. Yeah, I think that's that's really important. Um, We can't expect people to do well if we've not educated them to do well. If you're to do this set of problems, but you haven't been educated, well, let's let's do the ABCs first. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's a it's a work plan. It's a life plan. Um, uh, You know, back to, you know, what would you do earlier in life? Have a plan. Yeah. Have a plan. Have Uh, have a plan. And I'm going to add on to that systems as well because we need those systems to follow. Yeah. That's just the business coach in me that's saying systems. (laughs) You know, the other thing too, Bob, because you're in in a real tough business. There's been a bit of a moral lapse, you know, in that industry uh, as we've had the downturn and a lot of of stuff that got heaped in you guys. How have we come back from that? And what are you seeing? Are you encouraged by some of the things you're seeing? Yeah, I think that, look. Were there mistakes? Yes. Were there? Did greed creep in in too many places? Yeah. Look, there's greed in every profession. Right. In the money profession, there's right. probably a little more greed than a lot of others. And look, the, the crisis we had was people who bought homes that couldn't afford them, mm-hmm. lenders who said, uh, no, I don't care if they can afford it or not, we can always take the keys back, and a government who looked the other way. And so all parties were guilty, and mm-hmm. look what right. happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are we are we – Heading north on that whole thing? Yeah, I, I, yeah. look, yeah. are we, are we going to have another crisis at some point? Right. Of course we are. Uh, we're human beings. We may not make the mistakes this time that we did last time. We'll find new things to do. <laughs> <laughs> new mistakes to make. New right? mistakes, new, new excesses, new excesses. Uh, on this subject, you know, because you go around and you speak a lot, what kind of resources would you recommend to equip entrepreneurs, business owners, and folks that you are – if, if they're open to it, the Bible, a mm. uh, source of wisdom, as we said a few minutes ago, right. great principles, uh, faith-based or secular, come yep. from there. I mentioned uh, uh, listening to uh, uh, pastors and Bible teachers. Mm. I, I come back to uh, a whole host of that. Unlike when I was growing up, you had a, you had, had a fish around for that sort of thing. Um, for business people, you've got to read what's going on in the world. Right. Wall Street Journal, Barron's, other more technical pieces, depending what you do. And can I say it again? Read books. Yeah, yeah. I or know. listen to them on audio. Is that okay? And that's fine, yeah. too. Okay. That's fine, Actually, too. <laughs> the books are coming back, as, as is old school LPs. 
Have you seen what, what the cost is of some of these turntables now? I mean, it is like blowing my mind. <laughs> I'm sitting with one that is kind of a, a you know Renaissance one. And I'm thinking, you know, this thing's going to be worth a lot of dough. I'll let my son have it, but you know, it's like whoa! It's all just kind of kind of coming back around. So, well, Bob, what what tools or systems do you use to help you stay on track and stay focused and be productive? When I worked early in my career at organization, we had something called CFOs, critical few objectives. And we had to do that every year, just a few, three, four. Right. And I did that for a few years. I said, wait a minute, if it's good enough for work, it's good enough for life. Mm. So have a plan and work your plan. Mm -hmm. Have ways of being accountable. Uh, you know, I, I try once a year to, okay, where am I in life? What am I going to accomplish in the next academic year? from a standpoint of growth, from the standpoint of getting things done, friendships, what am I gonna do with my kids, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe et cetera. write a book. Yeah, maybe, one of these days, maybe, look out. <laughs> and more uh, on a current basis, having a you know fairly busy life, uh, I sit down every week with my assistant and we mm -hmm. spend 10, 15 minutes going through the calendar, short term and you know right up next 90 days at least and sometimes past That's that. Great. Yeah, That's Tracy's great. Yeah, Tracy's great. She's been terrific. She and is just, phenomenal. Yeah, she is. You, you got a gem there, buddy. <laughs> um, so we're at tools and systems. You kind of keep you on track, you know, uh, in such a digital world that we're in. Uh, but name one of the most, you know, we, we ask this a lot as of people as to, What's an interesting, funny, or cool thing that you would be known for that maybe some people don't know, but you'd say it's kind of cool or you'd like? You, yeah, you, you prompted me on this one, so I gave it some thought. I directed church choir. <laughs> I play piano and organ and direct the choir. So wow. that's just wow. a wonderful, wonderful. I love music and what it teaches us about life. The other strange uh, fact is I mow my own lawn. <laughs> I have a, a manual push. It's a perfect exercise. I'm forced to do it at least once a week uh, for six months of the year. You know, I, I have to tell you something. You and I are in sync because... Our weeks go by, and I know it is for Jennifer. It goes by, and you don't. You sit there, and you say, "What do I accomplish? What have I done?" At the end of the week, man, mowing that lawn, I can see what it looked like at the beginning, and I can see what it looked like at the end. And I can stand back there and say, "Okay, got, you know? got at least one thing done, right?" <laughs> well, you know, sometimes when you need that little win, even going in yeah. the backyard to pick up that you know dog poop for me was a win. Okay, that's when you know it's really bad, and I'm procrastinating. Oh goodness! But Bob, what's the best way for people to find out more and maybe even get in touch with you? Uh, get on the Nuveen website. That's where uh, most of my stuff is printed. I, I write a weekly investment commentary uh, people can sign up for that uh, at no ch no charge and uh, we have quarterly uh, updates we, we do 10 predictions a year for the economy wow. and the markets and wow. that's gotten a lot of attention a lot of followership over the years that's great yeah. and that's nuveen.org and that's n-u-v-e-e-n dot o-r-g correct correct so what are some of the things that um you know that you want to any any predictions or anything you can share with us right now or some of the things you're seeing in the market other than buy low and sell high did you <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go yeah so so uh in a, in a in a phrase my view on the stock market is boringly neutral boringly neutral yeah i'm, I'm generally a, a bull because stocks do go up over time but we've come a long right. way and we've, we've got some issues I, I'm, I'm not a bear Right. Um, but uh, I'm a little more cautious. It, it, and from your 
perspective and all that, the, the tariff thing or any of this other nonsense going on, I don't well, call it nonsense, it's real, but is that, you see that as... That's part of the list. That's okay. part of the concern list. The Fed, what are they going to do? Yeah. Trade issues, what, what's going to happen there? Earnings, how good will they be in light of all the above? Yeah. You know, it's really cool, too, what you do. You know how many times money is referenced in the Bible? <laughs> the Lord had more to say in the red letter edition yep. about money and possessions than right. he said about heaven and hell combined. I know. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. And also work. Work is in the Bible 555 times. So when you look at that first of other things, it's pretty amazing, you know, as to what uh, what God's word is about work, right? Amen. Yeah, it sure is. Well, we're going to have a great discussion when we come back with our roundtable segment. And the topic that we're going to discuss is, have you ever been afraid to provide moral leadership in your business? So we want to hear from you out there. So make sure you text us here at the studio to 224-404-1988. Use that keyword gift. We have a lot of goodies for you. And then make sure that you check out Bob Dahl at New nuveen.org that's n-u-v-e-e-n.org we're going to be right back with our guest to roundtable this topic this is chicagoland's place to inspire equip and encourage christian business leaders faith marketplace radio Hey, we're back here with our guests, Bob Dahl and Jennifer in studio, and we're going to roundtable the subject of have you ever been afraid to provide moral leadership in your business? This is a pretty deep one because I think think there's a lot of evidence out there that there has been a lack of moral leadership. But, Bob, what's your take on this? You've been in the market. You've seen a lot of stuff. What's your feeling about this? Yeah, look, look, the, the temptation, the pressure to go along with the crowd, uh, to please a boss or a company often can get in the way of uh, providing moral leadership. Mm-hmm. So, and it's often the very subtle, small things that sadly can lead to bigger things. Right. Um, when you pose this question, the first thing that pops into my head is a point in time in my career when I was asked by um, a boss to put some paper, uh, an investment in portfolios for the sake of trying to keep happy our client Mm. and on moral judgment uh, on investment analysis purposes I said no well that wasn't the first call I got there were several calls everybody else is doing it how much are you going to put in Um, thankfully I didn't and the investment went bad Uh, but that that one just strikes me as a very big one um, that I'm so thankful I can sleep at night not having a succumb. What gave you the that. fortitude to stand your ground on that? Believing it was the wrong thing to do. Okay. Period. Full stop. I okay. mean, some, some things um, you can see up front are black and white. Right. If you get de- de- uh, if you get dragged into something, right. Sometimes it's then hard to see the black and the white. But a lot of things are black and white, and let's just call them that. Right. Yeah, and there's a lot of gray, too. There is a lot of gray. That's there's the danger a lot of zone. They're the danger zones. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you and I could make a decision. One of us thinks it's not so good, and the other thinks it's okay. And, right. you know, we can have that conversation. Right. Uh, so there is a lot of gray in the world. Yeah, yeah. especially when we look at maybe our colleagues um, cutting corners or inappropriate comments. There's some things that maybe we wouldn't rate so high on um you know, immorality, or but it still kind of starts to balloon and mushroom from there. Would you say that's the case? Absolutely. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if I, if I uh, if I um, leave work a little early consistently, and uh, 
I start cheating on my taxes and uh, I don't give the Lord what is rightfully his. And all of a sudden, you know, can lead to really deep things because your conscience gets seared on these Mm -hmm. sorts of things. I don't want to be a preacher here, but it really is true. Well, I think also the polarization we have going on here in society today, uh, because what is truth? You know, your truth is your truth, and my truth is my truth. And there is no absolute truth in yeah. the world's eyes anymore. Yeah, that's the other part of this thing. That, I think that's where we get into this whole moral morass. Um, and we talk about, you know, I, I, I'm not um, shy about talking with people about that. In the last several conversations I've had with some um, business leaders, I said, you know, we've lost our way morally. You know, there might be some stuff that's not illegal, but it's immoral. And so what do we do about that? I know I've been a lot more in prayer about decisions over things that are just, you know, they're really gray and dicey and waiting on the Lord to give me an answer or give me a hint or something, give me a sign, something as to what direction do I go here to try to make the right choice and made a lot of bad choices, yes, you know, don't, don't from know. my life and my career. I think that's part of wisdom at my age. You look back and all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You. Well, I think prayer is really important. Yeah. And what I also learned from Uh, experiences over the past few years is even if I am going into business with another um, Christian, Mm -hmm. I still need to pray on that, right? Just because somebody is Christian, that doesn't automatically mean you have a green light to go forward. Mm -hmm. And we've heard a lot of stories of others (laughs) who maybe aren't very mature in their faith walk and they claim to know the Lord, but again, their actions are showing something different. You're nodding your head, Bob. What are you saying? What what I'm thinking about is what you said earlier about Billy Graham's Mm -hmm. um, comment that the, 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 the marketplace is going to be to the gospel this century what the medical profession was last century which means those of us in the marketplace that face these uh, gray sorts of things we have an unbelievable responsibility and opportunity and therefore to be good at what we do to be moral yep. at what mm-hmm. we do to be decent at what we do whatever right words are and to honor your word us. too when yes. you're saying wow. you're going to do something a life wow. of in, a life of integrity yes because wow. we've been seeing a lot of that out yeah. there too with yeah. some businesses and it just amazes me i'm like how do you operate day to day and you know with your products and your services that are subpar yeah, or not keeping promises. Yeah, that's the other thing. And that's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. I'll get I'll get back to you next week, and yeah. the next week goes by, and you even forgot you said that. Yeah. It's so easy to do. Well, we're overwhelmed with a lot of distractions and things too. And right. Bob and I can relate to that. I'm the first to admit I. Um, don't love emails. He's <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me on this one. Yes, it's just not some... my preferred form of communication. <laughs> um, but I figure, you know, sometimes you don't reply, then they actually pick up the phone and call you. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it back in their hands. But maybe, you know, this is another saying too. What we hear a lot is people say, well, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Right. And then that's where also sometimes these gray lines and things can happen. So there's all these different behaviors that start to add up and, can push us over, I guess. Yeah, I, I love what Steve put in this particular uh, um, message today in Scripture. And Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord burn. You know the people yourself, that they are prone to evil. You know, uh, after the fall, what are we, what are we faced with? And, that's, and, and which means we need to s- cut some slack for people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't yeah. jump on them because, you know, we're probably there the next day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be really, really careful to, 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 to not. Uh, and to pray for them. Amen. Yeah. Pray for them. I love your slogan about convert, condemn. 
Oh, I just say, I usually tell people I'm not here to convince, convert, or condemn, but I'm not going to shy away from my testimony and who I am. And so I just ask, hey, I'm going to fully show up and I'm going to ask that you can do the same and let's be respectful. Yes. And I think there's been this blur of what tolerance really means. (laughs) You know, we're... People are using that word as if I have to believe what you believe, and that's not the word what tolerance means. <laughs> it's not. It's back to the, the truth comment we said earlier. There, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this world, there is no absolute truth. It's all relative, but you and I both know, right. all three of us know, there is absolute truth, and the, and the Lord told us what it yeah. is. Yeah, and that's why we want to equip our listeners and yep. the people um, through this conversational apologetics group that we've been having with Carl K.J. Johnson. He's the director of the C.S. Lewis Institute. We also now have Pastor Alex McElroy. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, and, he, um, and we want to do that over the summer. So if you're interested in finding out more about that through Faith Marketplace, make sure you text us to 224-404-1988. Use that keyword apologetics. You can send us uh, a kind message. <laughs> Please only kind messages um, and let us know, you know, how we're doing and maybe some feedback or some topic ideas. And also we have some gifts to give away. So, you know, message us. We want to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Bob, any other further thoughts here that we can share with our audience while we get this precious time of yours? Beyond buy low, sell high in the market? Look, I think um, the Lord has gifted us with life. And mm-hmm. I sometimes say we're all going to die. Uh-huh. We're going to get a headstone. And it's, in my case, will be Bob Dahl, 1954-some date, which I hope far in the future. We have no control over the first date, little over the second date, but that dash in the middle, what are we doing with our dash? What are we doing with the life that God has given us? Are we serving him and other people? Yeah, and what an encouragement you are with that, because the wonderful things you have, and and you really have a ministry, you know, and I I just love seeing people stepping into that, particularly when you have a position and you have the ability to do that, but also to say, not of this world. You know, you're fighting, you're, you're taking the good fight out there. You know? We're going to be on this planet about that long, right. and we're going to be eternity about that long. Yeah, um, exactly. Wow, let's get a grip on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Any that's... Thoughts from you? Well, I just think that's really inspiring and encouraging, and to... Our listeners, I want you to know that you can just begin by reaching out, by asking for help. How do I incorporate faith into work if you're not sure how to do that? But it's really about letting yourself walk that out and not necessarily just talk it, right? Yeah, we have the new website is under construction, so we're going to have plenty of resources out there. A lot of people don't know about some of those work and faith resources, and we want to be that resource for you. Yeah, and connect with us on social media, too, because that's active right now. (laughs) Yeah, and Jennifer's done a wonderful job. Well, again, we're Faith Marketplace Radio here every Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock. Check us out next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.